The following is an original, actual play Dungeons & Dragons podcast featuring comedians and improvisers in the great state of Vermont. Welcome to Improvised Weapons. Last time on Improvised Weapons. I start humming the Blackbeak Academy, like, fight song. I think I smell pipe weed. Oh, great. I know exactly where the goji is. You could become level two. I've been staring at it, not listening to it. <laughs> like a, somewhat like a medieval but suburban high school. Do you know how to undo 30 years of ghostly aging? Do uh, any of these particular items have a, a tail behind them, perhaps? Any? Oh, well, this, this snakehead had a tail behind it once, if you know oh, what I mean. Oh, <laughs> Diviner. I take out the diviner. <laughs> Do you knock on the door of the office, I guess, is a better question? And then I say, welcome! <laughs> the one newest adventuring syndicate has arrived. Eowyn is very smart. Yafik has a has a way with words, and it's the wrong way. Uh, there is there is a University of the Phoenix. Yeah. I'll do it! Wait, were you asking me to do it? Oh, Hugo. That's confusing! <laughs> you should have come in sooner! And I was like, nerds. Did you all hear that new theme song? It comes to us courtesy of Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his cool music and projects at imadeitup.com. Now, you are about to hear our very first live episode recorded at Carnage Con 2017 in Killington, Vermont on November 3rd. It was a super fun time and we'd again like to thank everyone that came out in person and everyone that joined us on the stream. You can still check out the full video recording of this episode on Victory Condition Gaming's Facebook page, but if you're driving, you should not watch a video. Just keep listening to this. Let's hit it and crit it. Uh, welcome everybody to Improvised Weapons! I am your friendly neighborhood DM, Sam Kernett. Uh, starting over here at my right, we have John Van Loling, who is our dwarven cleric, Yarfix Stormhammer. Uh, over here on the far left, we have Nicole Sisk, who is our half-orc barbarian, Olash Mershucks. Uh, over here, we have Fred Nauman, who plays the human bard, Cassian Von Demos. And to my right, we have our very newest cast member, Lindsay Haddad, playing Valera. What's the last name? Rayla. Valera Rayleth. I want to make sure I pronounced it right. I didn't forget, I promise. Uh, playing Valera Rayleth. So, when last we were together, the party visited Eowyn's alma mater, Blackbeak Academy. They delivered a package and in doing so, put a tortured soul to rest. They then took Eowyn's newly signed paperwork, got her certified, Whilst meeting with her advisor, who was also the headmaster of the academy, she was offered the opportunity of a lifetime. She was made a teaching assistant at Blackbeak Academy, what we all hope to be one day, of course. <laughs> and she jumped at the opportunity. So the group said some heartfelt goodbyes. 
The rest of the party left the school, but first stopped at the registrar's office to make it known that they'd be willing to accept another initiate. And just as they were about to set out on the road to Bastafier, they were approached by a half-elven woman named Valera Rayleth, who said she was traveling to the same city. They allowed her to join them on the wagon. And we'll be picking up with them in just a moment. Uh, but first we have to say that while we are, of course, doing this live from CarnageCon 2017, uh, <laughs> yes, uh, we're also streaming it, Care of Victory Condition Gaming, so you can catch us right now, I believe, on Twitch, YouTube, and on the Facebook page that they have. Uh, so lots of options for, for sticking with us live. Uh, we are also raising money for Extra Life. So uh, Extra Life, for those of you that don't know, is a fantastic organization. They raise money for all sorts of things right now, uh, raising money for the Children's Miracle Network, uh, which does a lot of stuff for sick children everywhere. So you should definitely donate. Uh, you can donate all throughout the stream, all throughout the weekend, by going to tinyurl.com slash N-E-G Extra Life. So you should absolutely do that. They definitely deserve your money uh, because they do fantastic work. And uh, you never know, you just might be able to affect the game at some point in some way, shape, or form. Ooh, That's crazy. Not at all. No, not at all. Not, not even a little bit. So the group is on the wagon again. Uh, they are. Speak for yourself, all right? <laughs> they're traveling from Blackbeak to Bastafier. Uh, they've got a fresh party member. We pick up with them just about an hour after leaving the academy. What are you guys up to? Cassian, I forgot to get a sweatshirt. It's too late to turn back now, Yosek. Oh, I'm sorry. But you... it's so cold up here riding with the oxen. I, I wanted a sweatshirt here. from the from the student store. You're hey. cold. You're covered in hair. Take my cloak, Yosek. Oh, thank you. You're so nice, there, little one. Valera, tell us a little about yourself. Where do you hail from? Oh, you know, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a town, sort of near here. <laughs> Sounds nice. <laughs> yeah. So you're um, from around the area. You're, you're, you're local per se. Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. No, I didn't. I'll. Yeah. No. No. Not super local. No. Not local at all. No, not really. So you're, the town's nearby, but it's not nearby. Well, it's like nearby in a far sense. <laughs> My brain is going like 3,000 miles a minute right now. I'm kind of lost at this point. I'm just going to go back to driving Claude and, and Beatrice along. Wow, oh. that was amazing. You rendered Yarfik speechless. <laughs> I, I salute you. I'm a talented woman. Uh, well, Cassian is, uh, Cassian is actually sitting in the wagon. Daybreak is tethered up and walking beside. Because Cassian is doing some reading. He is prepping for his Bard College of Lore entrance exam. So he sweet-talked the library into letting him check out a few books, even though he's not a student. Uh, hey, Cassian, you remember that trick that Aaron was showing you? I remember how she did it. I well, let me show you something. Mastered. You got that coin that she gave you that she was doing it with? I flipped the coin over to you. I take it, cast light on it, give it back to him. Show I just off. learned how to do it. You must be very proud. So proud. <laughs> I often go back to my book. I'm reading over Cassian's shoulder. <laughs> reading, yeah. Yeah, right now I'm reading uh, The Joy of Hex, um, but I also got uh, 101 Uses for Your Illusion, War Magic, What Is It Good For, and uh, a little book called The People's History of Uthkor. <laughs> so I'm we're just, on the wagon, we're on the yeah, way to Bastapier. I'm just kind of observing all of them, really soaking it in. So you guys are plodding along, uh, it's good weather for the day. Uh, you sort of keep going until you find a, a good spot to make camp. It's gotten dark enough at this point that it doesn't really make sense to keep traveling. So you pull off the side of the road. It looks like there's actually like a little camp site set up. There's sort of a little fire pit that people have made before you. Uh, so you pull the wagon off, you unhitch the oxen, you tie up the oxen in daybreak, you know, take out your bedrolls, make yourself some food and sit around the fire and just sort of enjoy a nice cool evening. Anybody want to do anything before you go to sleep for the evening? 
I'll, I'll go and walk off a little way and find a nice kind of little secluded area and kneel down and have a chit-chat with the GM and just tell her I'm so thankful we found someone new to be with us. And just going to chit-chat, chit-chat with her? Chit-chat, yeah. Just going to be like, hey, God, yeah. did you meet any boys hey today? Yeah, <laughs> I lean over to Valera and I say, it's all right, he's religious, not crazy. <laughs> um, I am, I, uh, I want to ask the group about well, I never pass up an opportunity to talk about myself. <laughs> My name is Cassian von Demos. Uh, I am a wealthy nobleman from wait, across wait. the ocean. Yes. Cass- Cassian von Demos of the von Demos. You've heard of us! Yes! yes! The very oh, same. Yes, I heard how you saved that kobold. <laughs> uh, defeated a kobold, saved a child, but it, then it came back around to saving the kobold, so yeah. Yes, yeah. well, it's, you know, just a, a relief that there are people out there, you know, sticking up for the ones who can't stick up for themselves. She's doing good work now. That's true. She's a model citizen. Uh, yes, her rehabilitation is proceeding apace. We're all about standing up for the little guy. That's that's the VDAS's whole thing. What else, what else to tell? Uh, well, you can go down the list on your business card and tell exactly what we do. Sure, sure. I mean, this will speed things up a lot. I, I hand her the business card. Uh, okay. You know, I've added a ghost whisperer and expert tunneler on there, but the rest of it is... Uh, You've added lawyer, too. Yes, that's right. Attorney at law. Cassian <laughs> Bundy Esquire, I should have said. But uh, yeah, so, so we're, we're traveling, uh, setting, setting wrongs to right and protecting those who need it. I'm Yorfik Stormhammer. I'm a, a cleric of the group here and a sometimes conscience, I like to think. You know, I make sure that we don't kill everyone. You know, we take people, don't take people for granted. But uh, I'm just here if anyone needs a kind ear to bend to or a big hammer in the face. Like one of the two. It's true. He, he makes sure that out of every ten people we kill, we capture at least one. <laughs> <laughs> and you may have heard, I'm of those storm hammers, if you know them. They're up oh, in the hills, we're very, very The big. hill storm hammers. The hill storm hammers. You don't say. What a... I don't know if I've ever asked you this, Yorvik. What is the reputation of the hill storm hammers? <laughs> Not good at all, actually. I, mostly, uh, they are a ruthless people who uh, bend people to the law and the law itself. It's a letter of the law or nothing else. And sometimes it just doesn't sit right with me. There are ways and gray areas we all have to live in. And I feel like I am a giant gray area. True so, words were never spoken. And I'm Olaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, it's lovely to meet all of you. Uh, do you speak tambourine? Do, uh, I do not. Oh, then you, she is a beautiful speaker in the language of tambourine. She's the beating heart of our group in many ways. You might say she keeps our rhythm going. And keeps us modest because we're, she's the best of us. So you do, you do look familiar. Did you play in a band at one point? <laughs> I did, but I, I put that behind me. I don't like to talk about it, but it, yes, I, I was in a band. I played the tambourine. It was called Ooh. It was, uh, we were very popular. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry she, to bring it up. She doesn't like to talk about it. If you've seen yeah. the Behind the Music special about her, it, get, it got pretty gnarly there. Let's I, just say she came out the best in the end out of all Ooh. I saw the pop-up video, but not Behind the Music. Oh. <laughs> so conversation winds down. <laughs> Uh, you guys quench the fire, you roll out your bedrolls and go to sleep. Uh, you hear just the normal sounds you'd hear in the evening. You hear, like, birds flying by. Um, Damn night birds. Yeah, night birds. <laughs> uh, you know, little rustles out there of, of nocturnal creatures that are sort of out there and doing whatever nocturnal creatures do. Probably hunting and having sex, I imagine. Um, and not necessarily in that order. No, not necessarily, not at the same time either. Um, but they're, uh, so you all sort of fall asleep. And the next morning, let's get some perception checks. First roll of the night. First roll. I think it was a 10 for perception. 
I have a nine. Seven. Seven. Okay, you guys are all real sleepy. Uh, you guys are very, very asleep. You wake up probably later than you intended to. It's well past dawn at this point. You guys, you know. Morning prayers are gonna take forever. Yeah, you had a very emotional day the day before, so you're all just very tired. Uh, you wake up, and who, who had the? You had a nine. You said ten. Nine. Nine. Okay, Cassian, since you rolled the highest, uh, you wake up. You sort of, you know, you you sit up. You stretch. Uh, you're sleeping on the ground, it's not terribly comfortable. Uh, and you look around and you notice that a lot of your your stuff has been like rifled through. Everyone wake up, wake up! We've been maybe robbed, definitely rifled, not sure what happened. <laughs> Is anyone missing anything? Did you say we've been rifled? I, I think there's a, at least rifling, possibly robbery. I did not consent to being rifled. Well, no, none of us did. We put out the do not rifle sign, we but did. people just don't respect that. We were on the oxen last night. Uh, you guys so have a freestanding doorknob that you put signs <laughs> yeah. on when you're sleeping. You sucked do not disturb. It's just more civilized when you have a door, wherever you sleep. Um, I look through my stuff, and is anything missing? Roll investigation. Same here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, anyone who's looking, roll investigation. Okay. 13. Uh, 7. Natural 20. Okay. Two. Two. Great. <laughs> That's why you guys are on opposite sides of the table. Um, so, uh, in looking through, Cassian, you don't really see anything that's missing. Uh, Valera, you don't really see anything that's missing either. But Yarfik, and going through, you see that your personal effects are all there, but all of the food you guys had is gone. You also notice that there's a very fat-looking raven on top of the wagon. Hello, little birdie. What have you been up to? Is this a religion thing? Or... No, no, it's not a religion. No. I have a sneaking suspicion that um, our fat friend here may have eaten all our food. I look at the raven and I say, Is this true? Just sort of looks at you and cocks its head. The man asked you a question! Uh, Olas, you can talk to animals, right? I can! <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> Speak with animals. Okay, so you're gonna do the the ritual, speak yeah. with animals. So you, uh, uh, what is what does that ritual look like? It's just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying to know. Um, it looks a lot like the hustle. Um, so you uh, throw on your dress bell bottoms to go and do the hustle. Uh, to to do this ritual, so you go and, and you you go through all of the steps and motions. The whole thing takes about ten minutes or so. Um, and then you sort of, you feel like your end of the bridge forming. So what question are you asking the raven? Oh, uh, I ask if, did, did you eat all of our food, you fatty? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, it looks back at you with that same sort of like head cocked way. And you don't feel the bridge complete like you did when you cast this to speak with Beatrice and Claude a few days ago. Well, guys. Dumb. <laughs> Just oh, our look. Dumb ravens. Come here, you! And I'm gonna try to like <laughs> coax it into my hands. I'm not gonna try really? to. That's how you coax yes. it. <laughs> Doors are very gentle. Like, remind <laughs> me to teach you a little bit about perception. Excuse me, that's why my mother something. brought me to bed every night. Come here, you! Sounds very relaxing. How do we know how intelligent the uh, the raven, raven is? is? Yeah. I mean, it's Olash couldn't mentally commune with it, right? So 
so probably not. Okay. It might not even be a real bird, for all we know. It's pretty, that could be. Could be some trick or illusion of magic. I reach over and I start rifling through 101 uses for your illusions to see <laughs> if I can find it. Get your nose up. You're not Eowyn. Get out of the books. So Someone it's about has to be the intellectual around here, damn it. It's about this time that, uh, so there's all this sort of kerfuffle going on. You're all like right around the base of the wagon, looking up at this raven, trying to figure out like why, what's going on. When behind you, you hear this sort of like a whoosh and a pop. I turn around. I look around, take a look. And there's a large dog there. Uh, and it sort of looks at you with a similarly cockeyed stare that the raven is giving. And then it puts its head down and starts going through your bags, going through your hey, stuff. Hey, get out of there! Get out of there! Yeah. Are you actually, are yeah, you I'm just shooting. yelling at it or I'm are you shooting. going up to it? Going up to shoot it. So you go up to it and just as you're about to like slap it on the hindquarters, <laughs> disappears. And then you hear another whoosh pop on the other side of the wagon. I think some students from the academy are pranking us. <laughs> Teleporting animals, ravens that can't talk to people. This I, is suspicious. I didn't know this was rush week at the fraternities up there. This is, this is pretty bad. I, I call out to the surrounding woods and trees. Whoever's there, show yourself. We mean you no harm. Get your, get your animals out of our packs. Still, there's just, there's that dog just appeared on the other side of the wagon. The raven is on top of the wagon. You hear sort of a rustling in the trees off to uh, to the left behind where the dog was initially. Do I have anything left in my bag? Like any food left, I mean? Uh, yeah, I mean, there are scraps in there. Okay. Dogs aren't always that thorough. I'm going to pull, pull out a scrap and sort of like hold it in my hand to try and entice the dog closer or the raven or whoever. Uh, roll persuasion. Now the ball is in Cassian's court. Okay, that is a 20, not natural. Yeah, so the dog gently paws forward, comes closer to you. You're able to get a much better look at it now. This isn't your dad's Labrador Retriever. This is a much more muscular dog than you're used to seeing, and it actually has, like, pointed ears, and not pointed like a German Shepherd's ears are pointed, pointed almost to, like, a knife tip. And its eyes are ice blue, and there are no pupils. Do we recognize it as any kind of animal we've seen before? Roll intelligence. I'm going to do that, too. That is a 14. Uh, that's a three. Yarfik, you're not sure exactly what it is, but you've heard tale of these sort of fey dogs. They, they generally only exist in the Feywild. You're not sure how they might have gotten here. Um, but you have heard tale of these dogs that, that have the ability to teleport, essentially. Has anyone ever heard uh, of the Feywild? Can I, I'll, can I roll to see if I know what it is? Sure. <laughs> Seven. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, Cassian's going to go ahead and roll that, too. That's a 13. Yeah, if it's intelligence? Yeah. 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 You've heard of the Feywild. Okay, I say I have. Well, uh, for those of us not in the know, it's a realm outside of our own plane. Another plane where uh, wild fey creatures live, as far as I remember. And these, this dog seems to be one of those creatures, uh, forget the name of it, it's, 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 uh, it teleports, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like a poof dog. It's like a, uh, it's a poof and it, it goes away. Poof dog, let's go with that. Poof dog. Poof dog. Poof dog. I say, so what you're saying is... We're being punked by fairies, not college students. But they don't exactly like to be called fairies. They just, there's many different type of fake. You have to be really careful when you. T- it's really not a good place to go. I look at the dog and I say, "Can you understand what I'm saying?" It just sort of looks up at you and then reaches down to quickly snatch the food out of your hand. Inconclusive. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna see uh, if I can get the raven down from where it is. Like, just bring it down. Um, roll, uh, roll perception really quick. Nine. So while you guys were sort of turned looking at the um, the dog, 
the poof dog, as we have now defined them. You turn around to try and, and get the raven down, and it's gone. Was it there before when the dog was there? It was there when the dog was there. Have we seen the dog and the raven in the same photograph? It's like, <laughs> <laughs> That's odd. Um, I'm going to find my pack and bring it to me and put it back on. Get it out of the way of these things. Say, I'm, I'm just going to put this out there to the group. These things don't seem hostile. All they've done is admittedly eat more than their fair share of food. Seems like a teleporting dog could come in handy at some point. Are you what saying if... we capture it and make it a pet? I'm saying we see if it wants to come with us. Basically what I just said, except nicer. Yes, that's the difference between you and I. And... I, uh, I hop up onto the wagon and I like hold out another little food scrap mm-hmm. and uh, see if the dog wants to come chill. Trying to coax it into the yeah, wagon, yeah. essentially? Yes. So as you do that... Uh, does a 21 hit you? Uh, why yes it does. As you do that, uh, from behind, you feel this sting in your back. Ah! As you take, uh, that is five points of piercing damage. Uh, and I also need you to make a constitution saving throw. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. Okay. (laughs) That's a three. Yeah, you did not make your constitution (laughs) saving throw. Um, so, that is... Ooh, I get to use my new Carnage die. That is eight points of poison damage. Okay. As you turn to look at what just stung you and you see this small red humanoid figure with leathery wings that are big for it, though it is still very small, and this sort of scorpion-like tail. The scorpion tail is what is dug into your back. It's still And it laughs at you. It goes, Do we That's hear not that laugh? funny. Yeah, you guys all hear the laugh. I'm rushing into the So we can wagon. see the... It is inside the wagon. The only one who can inside. see it and, and actually knows its location is Cassie. I'm jumping in the back of the wagon. Okay. And Let's roll initiative, jump. guys. It's a big jump. Natural okay. one. <laughs> okay, Garfix going last. So that's a that's a four total. Uh, I have an eight. Uh, Thirteen. Seventeen. So Olash, you're gonna be up first. Let me get some stuff on the board here. We're using the map. We're using the map. We're using, using the, the map. map. Time to use, use the map. map. Nope, nobody. <laughs> it's not the same. <laughs> there, there. I thought and that then... was just a song for changing the map. Yeah, or we're changing from no map to a map. To so. a map. Yeah. All right. It's... I did bring those candles. <laughs> I like it. It gives it an informal. You've got to weigh the map down with something. I like that they're not lit, though. Well, no. There's fire code in the forest. How sweet would there's that be? There's a lot of dry I don't brush. Know what the conditions are like. Look, haven't you seen what happens in California? I think we should really. No, be, I've never next, been to California. Next live recording, we got to just like do it all up with spooky candles <laughs> yeah. and just like make it look like oh, one of those. Good. Movies about like DVD. yes, we'll do it in the woods we'll next time. We'll just <laughs> all hand we'll Someone will bring a hundred foot extension cord. All right. <laughs> anyway, Olash, foot. you're up. Just a hundred uh, foot. Okay. So I'm still like outside of the wagon. Correct. Okay, I'm gonna go see what's happening in the wagon. Okay. So you're toddling over, uh, and you see that Cassian is in there, his back to like inside the wagon to it. And you can see this little red dude on his back, like perched on him. That just sort of stabbed him with his tail, and he's still perched on his back. Can I, can I like try to, to like swat him? You absolutely <laughs> can. I works. love that. That's where we're going with this. <laughs> Roll and attack. <laughs> and are you are you using mercy? Oh, a misery. A misery. Yes. Sorry. Mercy. Um, yeah. Different. Yeah, I'm using misery. Okay. Are you gonna kill me? <laughs> 
Hey, as, as having experienced this last time where she used the blunt end of her axe and just almost cleaves my face off. <laughs> yeah, to, like, to be clear, I'm not like, I'm not like swinging it. Yeah, I get it. We all get what you're trying yeah, to you know, do. You're, you're, you're <laughs> giant fly swattering. You're fly swattering. Okay. But my life is in the hands of the dice now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like nothing coming. Come on, big bucks, no whammies. Or... <laughs> <laughs> What is it total? Okay, total four plus seven is... So it's an 11? 11. So with an 11, uh, you don't hit anyone. <laughs> <laughs> you sort of, you swing through in just this sort of like, come on, get, get going. Um, like someone trying to shoo a dog out with a broom. But it just sail, you're so cautious about not cutting Cassian's head off uh, that you, you swing so incredibly wide, you don't even touch the wagon itself. Okay. So everybody's okay. Everyone's okay. <laughs> Cassie. Okay, is it still sitting on me? It's still perched on your back, yeah. Okay. Um, I am going to... I'm going to hit it with the dissonant whispers. Um, so oh, I, I stare right at its beady little cackling eyes, and I just say, and unleash a wave of noxious magics. Okay. Uh, what, what is the DC? 13. Well, no, I mean, what is oh. it? Uh, wisdom. Wisdom. Okay, cool. Does not make it save. Okay, that is 14 damage. 14 damage. Okay, so you um, really pissed that this thing just stabbed you in the back. Uh, you say blaffish, and these sort of dark tendrils pour out of your mouth, and they like pool in front of you, and then they reach out behind you, <laughs> and they they enter the ears of this small creature who is still cackling, still doing that like. <laughs> Uh, but it just sort of starts to slowly morph into this demonic, horrible sound. So it's like a <laughs> just these horrible noises as this the just the psychic pressure that's going in on it is too much. Blood starts to pour out of its ears, uh, but it's not red; it's black uh, as it just starts to pour down and. You feel sort of the pressure of its small claws in your back release as it just falls backward and then tumbles down you and lands on the floor of the wagon. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Yaffa, do you want to keep this thing from dying? I'm not even there yet. <laughs> well, you're around. Yeah, I'm but... coming. I'm, I, I, I don't want you to kill it. Okay. Well, I mean, that's my turn. That's, that's my action. So. Well, the bad guys are up next. Okay. <laughs> and the, um, well, the dogs didn't really cotton too well to that. Dogs, plural? Dogs, plural. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God. As they both poof into existence, <laughs> the, uh, the dog that's, that's on the left over here near Olash is going to go straight for the target it can see uh, initially, which is Olash. Uh, and that is a 19 to hit. Yeah, that hits. So that is uh, six... Yeah, that's six piercing damage uh, as it runs up behind you and bites you right on the flank. Uh, the other one actually jumps into the back of the wagon. Over me? Over you. You're very short. <laughs> um, Don't act so surprised. <laughs> um, you would get an attack of opportunity if you want to I take it. I would like to take it. So just screw with the Warhammer. 
That is a 12. Uh, 12 does not hit. So you swing with the Warhammer. Uh, the dog just sails harmlessly over you. Um, as it lands on the back of the wagon, sort of stands over the corpse of this small red humanoid um, and bites at you, Cassian. Uh, but it's uh, it's only a 15, which I believe does not hit, correct? Does not. Uh, so it bites at you, but you just sort of you recoil and, and step back uh, and make, make no hit on it. Uh, so next up is Valera. Um, cool. I'm going to... Can I, how far away am I from the dog that's attacking Olash? You are about 5, 10, 15, yeah, 20 feet or so. 20 feet, okay. Um, cool, I'm going to cast Eldritch Blast okay. on the dog. Whoa. So you have um, to, you roll yeah. a d20? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, 11. <laughs> okay, so with an 11, um, you reach into your cloak and you take out this uh, s- sphere that you have. It's your, your arcane focus. Um, and it's sort of a blue sphere with this like black swirling on the inside of it. Um, and you take a moment, focus your energy, and out of the sphere shoots this black bolt just uh, straight dead ahead. Uh, but the dog just moves out of the way at the last moment, and it sails harmlessly where through where it was, uh, making no contact. Do you want to move at all? Because you, you can still move. Um, yes. I do want to move closer. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Want to step right in the fire, man? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's good. So I'll stay there. Okay, cool. Uh, and next up is Yarfik. I'm going to climb to the wagon... Uh, where the dog went, what do I see? How many people can fit in this wagon? <laughs> I mean, you guys could all sit That's in there. Really it's a it's a sizable wagon. Okay. Listen, we got the good stuff from uh, oh the wheelwright. Oh, I promised him I would tell people his name. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't write it down. <laughs> Where is it? That's Doctor Scotch. That's not him. No, um, that's not him. <laughs> yes, that's Doctor Scotch's wagon. <laughs> Uh, so, Yarfik, you jump up into the wagon. You see that one of the poof dogs is standing over that red humanoid uh, who has fallen down on the floor with, like, ichor streaming out of its head. Uh, and meanwhile, Cassian is sort of at the front end of the wagon, like, practically stumbling backward out of it. Oh, jeez. So the thing on the ground is pretty much dying, or is it, look, it's just it's in pain? It is the red thing. dead, essentially. Great. I'm going to try to uh, restrain the poof dog. Like, grapple it? Yes. Okay. Jump on <laughs> So a straight strength check? Yep. Ooh. Uh, that is a 19. 19. So you uh, jump onto the poof dog. And so let's just you... take a minute to consider what just happened here. The only thing you know about these dogs is that they can teleport. <laughs> <laughs> and your idea is to try and hold it in place? I don't know if it can teleport by itself. It can teleport me with it. I'm trying to see where it's going. Okay. All right. So you jump on its back. Jump on its back. Um, and in, and, and this is not the first time you've wrestled a dog. Uh, so you jump on its back and you like lock your arms around under its stomach and sort of get your, your hands like under its forelegs. Yeah, so you get it um, and you've got it sort of up in the air so it's on its back legs. It doesn't really have leverage or anything. And you've, you've got it, you feel like you've got it pretty securely. Olash, back to the top. Take a swing at the one that attacked me. Um, and to clarify, I'm using the sharp side. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, misery. Yes. And I'm using it. So that's uh, 20 not natural. That hits. Uh, so. Oh, jeez. 12, 9, 
nine, so 13 damage. 13 damage, okay. So you uh, swing, you do 13 damage. Don't forget, you take a quarter damage. Uh, so as you swing, uh, you make contact, you sort of hit the dog like along the side, um, and uh, it does not make a poof noise when you do that. It, it just makes one of those, you know, a, a classic like, um, uh, but it also just like bit you. Um, as you uh, you do a, a hefty a hefty chunk of damage to that that guy. Do you want um, us to kill these guys or not, Sam? And then uh, it's not up to me, okay? I'm just giving you a situation. Uh, but you do a hefty chunk of damage to it, and then you feel that that sort of like pain around your heart, just like you felt the last time you used misery, as you take three points of necrotic damage. Okay. Uh, stay put. Uh, yeah. Cassie. Okay. Uh, I am going to I'm gonna draw my rapier and. Um, don't really want to accidentally skewer Yarvik. So I'm going to hop down out of the wagon. You and, could give uh, me a try. <laughs> All right, I, I stab the one that Yarvik's Roll with advantage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Because he's because it's restrained. Oh, oh boy. Oh. That was a nap one. Spared me oh. a fumble. Okay, that is a 21. 21. Uh, roll damage. That definitely hits. Okay. Um, four. Four. Okay. Um, so you go to stab at the dog that, that Yarfik is holding back, but you, you sort of pull your punch just a little bit because you're like, hmm, maybe I don't actually want to stab Yarfik right now. <laughs> Save that for later. So you don't go in too, too deep, but you still do damage as it takes four points. Uh, and next up is the bad guys. And the dog that, um, that you are holding is going to, you sort of hear this like whoosh in oh, your no, ears. You oh no, you don't. And then you hear... It looks like you're going through lights, like hyperspace. Um, as, as everything around you is just like flashing colors and sort of this like cloudy miasma. As you whoosh and then you appear with the dog in the same position, but on the other side of the livestock that you guys You are my new best friend. <laughs> that was cool. Meanwhile, the other one uh, just got hit by Olash and is going to retaliate in kind. Uh, and that is a 20, not a natural to hit, which hits. Yeah, okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't find that extra shit scale well And that is five points of piercing damage as it goes ahead and just bites at like the same place it bit you before. So it's really trying to tear you open on the flank. Yeah, right. Uh, and next up is Valera. Uh, okay, I'm gonna um, cast Eldritch Blast again. Okay. Uh, at the one that just attacked Olash. That is a 23. 23 hits. Yeah. Go ahead and roll your damage. That's an 8. Uh, so, once again, still holding your orb, you focus your energy into it, and this searing black beam fires out of it uh, and just rakes across the side of the dog as it's... You see it sort of falter in its step. It's been injured on its left side. It has an axe wound on its left side. Now on the right side, it has this sort of like wound that's like searing with crackling black energy. And it is like full on limping, but still its hackles are all up. Like this thing is is ready to fight to the death, but it looks like it's pretty near death. Cool. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Yarfin. Um, can I cast Thaumaturgy while I'm holding onto this thing still, or do I have to do a grapple? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm going to cast Thaumaturgy and make my voice boom around this dog and try to like see if I understand things and say, Stop! Stop all of you! We mean you no harm! We just want to know why you're doing this! You're not meant to be here! Nothing. 
<laughs> okay, uh, roll, uh, I guess it'd be an unarmed attack, so... Just strength? Uh, strength and your proficiency. It's a 19 plus 3 plus 2, so that is a 26. Yeah, that hits. We can go ahead and say that one hits. Uh, it'll be a d4 plus your strength modifier. That's a five. Five. Okay, so uh, you try to, to talk the dog down, but you get nothing. You're not getting through at all. So you just sort of pick it up and slam it into the ground um, right on its butt bone. <laughs> Inverted atomic drop. Yeah. Um, and uh, it hurt. Let me see something real quick. Roll a strength check. Just straight strength? Yeah. Uh, that's, that's 17. Uh, you managed to keep your grip on it. Oh, I'm going for a ride. Back to the top. Olash. Okay. <laughs> this dog is really. I forgot about this time, are you going to hit it with the handle of your axe instead? <laughs> I'm going to try to pet it. No. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you um, almost knocked Scotch out when you did that. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, it's a 10. 10 does not hit, so you okay. swing and it goes wide. Stay put? Yeah. Okay, Cassie. Alright, uh, I'm gonna jump down out of the wagon and attack this dog that's fighting Olash. Oh, sure, I'll just keep hanging on to this one over here. You seem like you got it under control. (laughs) Uh, that's, um, 20. That hits. And that's a 7 for damage. 7 for damage. So, you, uh, jump out of the wagon just as you see Olash whiff on her last attack, and you run in past her and just, like, through the crook of her arm, stab forward with your rapier. Um, and you get the dog just right through the neck. Oof. And it just falls limp. So that's one dog down. And I say, sit! <laughs> God. All right, I leave. <laughs> <laughs> You're done with us. You're leaving the group. Anything else? you got a little movement left if oh, you want it. Um, I guess I'm going to try and get around to see what's going on with, with Yarfik. I'm going to go around the wagon, get line of sight on him. Uh, Make it do oh. about there. And I'm, uh, I'm also going to use my second wind, um, which it's a... My ability from my one fighter level <laughs> that mm-hmm. lets me recover a little bit of HP. So I'm just gonna kind of like psych myself up. I'm like, <gasps> you got this, you got this. Just slapping myself a little bit. Yeah. And uh, get back in the game. And I gain three hit points. Yeah, that's three more than you had before. <laughs> See, it's just you didn't say welcome. Welcome to my second next time. Next time. Uh, so next up is the other poof dog, uh, who is going to try and struggle out of his. Relative bonds. Uh, that's an 18. Roll strength check. Yeah, he gets out of the bonds. Okay, so he uh, sort of like kicks backward, hits oh. you right in the crotch, oh. uh, and you haven't really put on your armor yet. No. So you you let go, and he goes free uh, and just sort of poofs away. Runs over there. He can't poof away yet. That's that would take an action. Uh, but he just sort of runs over there and then like turns on his heel, steals himself against further attack. Valera. Oh, I mean, I'm just gonna turn around and cast Eldritch Blast. Blast on that one too. <laughs> you get an Eldritch Blast, and you get an Eldritch Blast. Everyone gets an Eldritch Blast. Eleven. Uh, so you turn around, and in the excitement, uh, you once again focus your energy, and this searing black beam fires out of your orb, uh, but it just goes wide. In the distance, you see like a tree branch fall. <laughs> Uh, you gonna move? Stay put. Uh, I will. Oh God, I I will stay put. Yarfik. I'm charging the dog. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna try to tackle it back to how many feet is away? Uh, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. So I have enough movement. I'm gonna run over and try to tackle it to the ground. Okay. It's not getting away from me. That's <laughs> clearly that's what you want to do. That's fine. Go ahead and roll a uh, roll strike. Uh, 
that is a 12. You put yourself in like the starting position for a race and dig your feet in and just blast off. Like, remember the scene in the uh, beginning of Wanted where the dude's in the elevator and he like cracks the back wall with his foot when he takes off? It's like that. You go charging forward and then you just, like you're, you're closing, just as you're about five feet away from the, the poof dog, you leap trying to land on it and you just sail right over it. Um, you land right behind it. Roll, actually roll dex really quick. See if you can land on your feet. Uh, that is, sorry, uh, 22. 22, yeah. So you uh, manage, like, you combat roll when you come out of it and land on your feet and running. So you're, oh, you're, a slippery you're all set. But that is, that's your whole turn. Yep. So, Olash. How far am I from the dog? You are 5, 10, 15, 20 or so feet. So I can, I can get up to it? Yes. And take a swing at it? Absolutely. Then that's what I'm going to do. One of the longest fights with dogs we've ever had. 16? 16 hits. Yay! Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Seven. Uh, so you rush forward and take a swing at the dog and hit it reliably, as you often do hit things. Um, and uh, in doing so, you take just one point of, of that necrotic damage. You feel that pain around your heart again. Dog's not looking great, guys. Not happy. It's not a happy dog. Uh, we're not happy either. Cassian. Uh, I'm actually going to hop up in the wagon again and go over to the little red gremlin thingy uh, and using just like the little bits and scraps of medicine that I've picked up from like just barding around for a while. I'm gonna just see if I can keep it from fully dying. Someday you have to write your memoirs and call them <laughs> barding around. around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so that's a 13. For 13, uh, you go up to it and you're, you're doing, you're like trying to almost perform CPR on it. You're like trying to Stay inspect the wounds. <laughs> But you, you're just not familiar enough with the physiology of this creature. Like, you're, well, you're doing it like you would do to a human because that's what you are familiar with. But this is not a human creature. You know what? You guys can't see in the wagon. You don't know. Hey, you know what? Yarfik, love is love. It is true. Next up is the dog, uh, who is surrounded by so many people right now. Doesn't know what it wants to do. Wants to be a good boy. Uh, <laughs> that ship has sailed a little bit. But it's going to uh, teleport again. So you hear that same <laughs> as it appears over by the corpse of its fallen friend. Valera. Uh, you know what? I'm going to move closer to the dog. Um, so I'm like 10 feet away. And then I'm going to cast Poison Spray. Okay. Is that a saving throw for the dog, or is that, that a roll to hit for you? That is a saving throw for the dog. Okay. Yeah. What is the uh, um, the saving throw? What's the one, DC? Uh, 14. 14, and it is charisma. Why is it charisma? That doesn't make any sense. It's con. <laughs> I'm too pretty to be poisoned. <laughs> it is con. That's what I was confused about. <laughs> it is con. So please donate to Extra Life. Okay, so it rolled a natural one. So it just, like, open mouthed. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a frisbee. <laughs> it's the full-on poison spray. Hey, remember before when you gave it a treat, Cassian? It was like, oh, that's what's happening right now. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. So you, you hold out your orb, and this just, like, viscous green, uh, like, sort of half-fluid, half-gas comes pouring out of it. And uh, go ahead and roll damage. Oh, what is that? The 12. Um, that is a 9. 9 damage. So, open mouth, you just pour your poison 
down this dog's mouth. This sounds like a metal song. <laughs> pour your poison down my open mouth. Um, uh, you pour it down its open mouth, and it sort of like swallows a little bit, and then you can see it sort of like shudder and foam starts to form at its at the, the corners oh, of its lips. Rabbit. As it sort of like starts to loll from side to side, and then it just like you can see its legs give out one by one, as it just falls forward and then falls to the side and sort of rolls over on its back with this like horrible contorted expression on its face. Yeah, he did. Cool. Cool. Round of combat, guys. Uh, I, I poke my head out of the wagon and I say, "I'm losing him." <laughs> I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. Uh, perfect segue to remind everybody that you can donate to Extra Life by going to <laughs> tinyurl.com slash negextralife uh, to raise money for the Children's Miracle Network. Uh, what we are doing in the game right now is sort of like trying to help a child live. Sort of, but not really. <laughs> Keep going. I clamber up into the, into the, uh, into the, uh, the wagon and I cast Spare the Dying on the, uh, the little red thing. Uh, what are what are the uh, specifics of Spare the Dying? So one living creature with zero current hit points becomes stable. I can go into more if I go back to the Stable, correct me if I'm wrong, means it's, what, still unconscious, but just not dying? Not dying anymore. That, yeah, it would be at zero hit points, but no longer making death Hence saves. That's why Spare the um, Dying. So you go up, you... you Touch your hand to this this small red humanoid. Cast spare the dying. You can feel sort of the the power of Asia flowing out of you and into it. But it's there's like some block of some kind, and it comes pouring back into you. This this creature's too far gone. It only says this spell has no effect on undead or constructs. Interesting. Hmm. You um, you no roll a undead. Yeah, undead or constructs. Roll intelligence with proficiency, real quick. Twenty, not natural. Uh, you suspect that this creature took far too much damage for you to be able to to spare it or resurrect it. Excuse me for a minute. Step off the wagon. No! <laughs> Sorry. I, I just I go up to Yarfik and I put a hand on his shoulder and I say, You did everything you could. I didn't! I played with a poof dog for way too long. What did you do to it, Cassian? How did you do that? Mad- magic. I don't know. It didn't look like I could hit it with my regular weapons. I guess so. I just... I need to be alone for a second. I'm gonna trudge off a little ways in the woods. Yarfit goes off into the woods a little bit, has some me time. What are you guys doing? Do any of us know what this thing is? Uh, I mean, you've you've all got a chance to take a look at it now, if you want to roll intelligence. Um, yeah, please. Valeria, you can roll with your proficiency bonus. Can I? Yeah, you um, can too. Okay. All right, that's... Um, <laughs> 16. Uh, 14. 14. Four. <laughs> Natural 20. Natural 20. Okay. So uh, in now being able to get a really good look at it, since you're no longer playing rodeo with a dog, you you recognize it instantly. This is an imp. Oh, shit. I'm going to take back what I just said there. I'm so upset this thing is dead. Yeah. What, what, what is it? It's an imp. It did seem pretty mischievous. You mean like an actual demon? Uh, along those lines, yeah. Uh, they're known to be in the Feywild and other places, but I've never seen one up close before. Uh, the other thing you know about imps is that they are shape changers, so... This was the raven. That makes sense. Same size. It understood me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Olash. I'm sorry that it played the trick on you. But it got what it deserved because Cassian apparently talked its brain out of its head. 
I say, speaking of which, uh, so... That's a segue. <laughs> Valera, you're, uh, you're a mage. Uh, indeed I am, Cassian, indeed. Uh, Good to know. You're, would I understand what she is from the scene with the magic she did, or...? Well, you can ask a question. <laughs> Do I know if she is a warlock or not? <laughs> I don't, you can ask her I a can question. Ask her a question. Uh, where did you study your magic? self-taught <laughs> oh uh i did i did attend school um was this in the town that's not near here but sort of near here and kind of far away oh uh, yeah but next to that next to it okay yeah. so you were yeah. a transfer student you went across borders to... i did yeah i say that's fascinating i learned mine from a bardic <laughs> mentor uh we were so close I, I still look up to him so i really don't want to be this forward but um Yourself taught. That's wonderful. I'm glad you, you got you know the gumption to get out there and learn something new, and it's great. But um, usually in these lines of uh, magical, uh, let's call them ley lines in certain sects, you're usually helped along by a mentor of some sort. Oh yes, no, I I did have a mentor. Could I ask who they might be? You could. Ooh, <laughs> was it Chimeo? Tomeo the Bard. <laughs> no. Not everyone was, Not was, was trained by Tomeo the Bard. Whatever, he's very, he's very well regarded. He's quite well regarded. He's a well regarded Bard. I just thought it would be cool if we had, you know, a random connection. You'd be like Eskimo so, Brothers. So. <laughs> sure. I, I will say this now before you answer. I'm, there's no judgment here. There's no righteousness behind what I'm saying. I just want to know, per my own safety, who you might be in league with. Okay, um... I love all people. I am part of the goddess of love's, uh, you know, I guess army, which is strange to say out loud. But <laughs> She's the goddess of life. Life and love. There's love in life. Just gonna point um, out that also sounds like a metal song. I, <laughs> the goddess of love's army. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I definitely But I believe in life first, yeah. and I don't want uh-huh. to... If you are pulling from another area that may be against life, I... Oh. No, I mean, I, myself, am not against life. <laughs> That's good to hear. Um, I do, okay, I feel like I can trust you guys. You've only known us for like 20 hours, sure. You know what, then maybe I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest this with you. This is why we usually let Cassie handle these interrogations. <laughs> I am not judging you at all. I just, for the safety of my group, and you know of us. We don't, we stand this up This is true. Guy. Yes, yes, exactly. And, okay, so I will confess that... Uh, I'm not in confession right now. If you say anything to me, I'm not going to hold it dear to my heart. Everyone can hear this. Yes, I'm aware. Okay. <laughs> okay, Speaking I was, I was, I've heard of you. I am a fan. I wanted to join your group. You sought us out on purpose. I did. I did. Uh, because I am a warlock. <laughs> And the ORE does not look kindly on my type. I turn to Olas and I say, Our first groupie! <laughs> and I hug her. <laughs> I walk up slowly, and I take her hand, and I say, There's no judgment here from the ORE. If you are a good person of good heart and value life, that's all I ask. Yes, I do have papers that say I'm ORE legit. <laughs> cool. So... <laughs> I say, Yarfik, Yarfik, listen. <laughs> Don't you start with me. You're not going to get me lying like you. I'm not, I'm there not a, certified, you... you know. It's, okay. I'm a little bit of a freelancer myself. It's I true, can, it's I true. With this. All right. I, there's no problem with me with it. I'll just let you know I'm not a very good liar. 
Oh, that's okay. I'll take care of the lying. <laughs> I'm gonna go and pour myself some ale. This is gonna be a wait, long wait, wait. two for two in I conversations have... with the author. <laughs> I have one. I have one last confession. Oh dear lord. Valir is not my real name. What is it? My real name is Ildub Kartrana. Ildub Kartrana. Do I know Ildub Kartrana or where Kartrana is? Roll Wait, intelligence. Is it a noble family base? Is Roll intelligence. It's Ilda of Kartrana. Ildub. Ildub. Yeah. It's one Ildub. word, not. Ildub. Uh, you ain't Kartrana. never heard of him, no. Uh, y l l d o v e. I say. Just waiting for that reaction. Yourself. I do. I feel better. I feel like it was a little soon, but I wanted to get that off my chest. I'm going to wager a guess that Olash is just pretty lost throughout this whole conversation. <laughs> I mean, you can decide that that's what Olash is. Olash. I imagine that, that we, you come off this and you, like, Olash turns to her and is like, wait a minute, Valera, your name is Ildov? But you're Valera. <laughs> I, um, I pick up the imp by its tail and just kind of like chuck it into the bushes. Um, I don't want that, do, you know, sticking up the wagon. Can I also ask, are you really on the way to Boston Theater or are you just joining us on our travels? Well, I was sort of on the way already, but then I saw you guys and I was like, cool, I found them already. So, so we would request to find us. Yeah. I'm liking you more and more every day. <laughs> every, we've known each other for less than a day. <laughs> Uh, I say, well, uh, you certainly handled, handled yourself well enough in that fight. Uh, poured your poison down that dog's throat like a champ. <laughs> There's only one more thing you have to do to join Vidas. What's that? I'm going to go dig a tunnel and get stuck in it to see what happens. <laughs> Yavik, we don't have time. Yeah. <laughs> Darn it. We already, we already slept till noon and then fought a bunch of <laughs> demons, so. Poof dogs. There was one imp in a poof dog. I'm very sad about poof dogs. I do, I do actually think we should probably hit the road. Uh, speaking for myself, uh, Ildov, I, we would love to have you in the group. We, we could use all the help we could Is get. Is Ildov or Ildov? Ildov. Okay, I just want to make sure that I had brought it down wrong. <laughs> it's okay, you'll get it wrong anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am a little troubled that there may be a tear between uh, the Feywild and here in this area. I'm, I don't know if we should leave so soon. We might want to investigate a little bit and, so we can let somebody know about this. That's a thing that can happen? A tear? You just saw an imp and two poof dogs come out of nowhere. Well, we, yeah, yeah. I don't know what, what all demons do in their, for how they get around. Take it from someone who had to study about demons quite often. They're not up to much good to begin with, and if they find a way in that's easy, they'll keep using it. All right, so you think, what, we should investigate the woods around here, or? Let's take a cursory glance and make sure there's not like a portal or a place they came from or some summoning circle that, sorry, um that someone would have uh, brought them here with. Okay, we're looking for portals? Yes. I look for outhouses. <laughs> Damn Roll <it>. perception. <laughs> uh, 14. You don't find any outhouses. Okay, no, seriously, I'm looking around for any simmering magical portals. Yeah, um, how long do you want to spend looking? I mean, uh, we are needed in Bastavia. Let's, let's give it a good... Like, ten minutes? What? Wow. what did you say? A solid ten minutes? I spend longer looking for keys. I was gonna look for like an hour, maybe. I'm like, give it an hour. All right. I mean, you're the one who knew there might be a portal. I'll defer to your expertise here. I'm saying I knew there might be a portal. I'm just suspecting there's a portal. I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Awesome. Did you roll perception as well? I did not roll perception. (laughs) I guess I'll help them look. Nine. Nine. Ten. Seven. Uh, You guys sort of fan out 
from where you were um, at your uh, at your campsite here, all sort of going off in a different direction. You all say, you know, we'll go for about a half hour and then we'll meet back at the uh, the wagon. Um, and in looking, you don't really find much in the way of like tears in the fabric of space time. Uh, not that any of you really know exactly what you're looking for either, but you, uh, yeah, it's mostly just forest. Um, you do see that it is. Um, it seems there seem to be less uh, critters around in the area than you than you would expect in something like this. Uh, you suppose that the dogs and the imp may have had something to do with that, uh, but other than that, there's really nothing out of the ordinary. It's just a normal forest. I get back to the wagon and I tack up one of my Gia pamphlets, and then below it, I turn it over and I write on the back, "Watch out for imps and poof dogs," and I tack that up below. And then I write a note and I say, if you do find any imps and poof dogs, contact Mondimos Adventure <laughs> Syndicate. And I put my business card. <laughs> Anyone else want to nail anything to a tree? Do you want to I'm nail gonna, up the corpse the just so the other ones yeah. know you mean business? Just kidding. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. I think I already tossed the corpse into the bushes and I don't really want to go look for it. Then you guys, uh, you pack up all your stuff, roll up your bedrolls, get everything back in the wagon, sort of clean up the detritus of the dogs having gone through all of your food and, and stores, uh, and you get back on the road. You guys want to, like, stop and hunt or anything? You don't really have oh, right. yeah, much have in the way of, of rations left over. We're probably going to have to. You've got all the water you could need, but you don't have food. I say, is anyone in the group uh, good at hunting or foraging or just survival generally? <laughs> okay. I mean, like, you know, I'm not great. I'm more than happy to go off and see if I can find something for the group, but I'd like if uh, someone else could yeah, help. Yeah, I, yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do you want you company or you want to go alone? Yeah. Uh, either way. <laughs> I'll come with you. If, okay. if, so I don't have any training in survival, mm -hmm. but I'm fairly stealthy. Do, like, do I, do I think, would it be reasonable that I could accompany her and just like, nah, I'm going to stay mean, with the wagon if these two are going. I can find food and fresh water for myself and up to five other people each day. Provided Sweet. that the land offers berries, small game water, and so forth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's plenty of so forth. <laughs> All right, no, I'm just going to hang back at the uh, campsite and uh, look up the chapter in Warlocks in uh, everything you ever wanted to know about magic, but are too afraid to ask. <laughs> you okay. can just ask me, guess. <laughs> no, he's too afraid. Uh, great, so Olash, you sort of, you guys stop the wagon at a point, and she goes foraging off. She comes back with, like, this big armload of berries. Ooh. And, and, uh, they're, they're red and sweet, so they're good to eat. <laughs> and you guys have a nice berry lunch slash breakfast, uh, and then you guys all have pretty bad gas the, uh, the rest of the way. That's why I'm driving. But the, the rest of the trip is, is without incident. I blame my gas on daybreak. <laughs> That's cold, man. <laughs> that innocent horse. Uh, um, every time I pass gas, I just cast minor illusion. <laughs> <laughs> to make it seem like you're going to pass gas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you keep going. Uh, once again, you're not you're not harried at all anymore by anything. It's pretty clear weather the entire way through. It's a very strange occurrence. In general, that doesn't happen a lot. I'm, I'm a little worried about where we're going. Are you concerned someone is targeting us or? I'm more concerned that someone did something stupid and left it for someone else to clean up. Having speaking from experience, <clears throat> doing stupid so, things. So I might have another confession to make. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this has anything to do with me. I don't. Uh, but I, I did. Remember how I said I had a mentor? Yeah, I remember that. 
Yeah, I kind of stole a book from him. I had to, though. No, no, no. B books are wonderful. What kind of book did you steal from him? It was a very rare book. I'm glad Eowyn's not here. She'd get very excited about that. <laughs> well, I buried it. Um, you buried it? I had to. I, yeah, I can't give it back. I, it was demanded of me. Well, what kind of book? Wait, wait, the book was demanded of you by someone else? Uh, yeah. Are you lying to me? No, I'm not lying. Is this by way of saying that you think your master is sending these creatures after you? It's possible. Yes, that is what I am saying. So, are you saying then that Vidas, you need our help? Um, yeah. You're not just a fan. <laughs> You're also a client. Well, I mean, I I thought you know I could pay you guys in friendship. <laughs> That's the only currency all our success. That's a down payment. I guess, I guess if Olaf is taking the friendship, then we're, we're at your disposal, my lady. Well, you know, fan. Did I speak out of turn? I'm sorry. Oh no, no, no. Sorry, I was, I was starting to agree with you, just in my usual long-winded manner. Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, we, we, we help people in distress. It's what we do. Do you remember where you buried this book? No, no, no. We don't want to get the book. I thought it was asked of you. No, 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 I have, I already got the, it was asked of me to steal the book. Oh. So I did that, and then I buried the end. So is someone looking for the book, or just someone asked you to steal it and then just get rid of it? He just asked me to steal it. I don't know what you he wanted me to. for it? They just didn't want your mentor They just to didn't have want it. my mentor to have it, yeah. And I, again, no idea if the imps are connected. What, you said it's a rare book. Did you look inside of it? Do you know anything about it? I, no, I didn't want to. I just felt so bad about stealing roll it. Perception check. <laughs> I'm not sorry. lying. I'm really you, uh, not. What are you oh, rolling? Perception. Yeah, perception. Um, insight. Insight. Yeah. Yeah. You can't lie to me. Yes, you can. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's a ten. Ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just. I'm asking if it's an evil book. You know, we, I could destroy it for you. Then no one can ever come and get it from me ever again. Well, I buried it back by the school, so. I say let's just keep going and... You buried it by... Oh, wow. <laughs> a rare book that your master had is now with a bunch of initiates. Who Ten gold says Eowyn has already found <laughs> it. <laughs> we'll, we'll send her a message. Let her know it's there. She'll find it for us. It'll be perfect. Okay, she loves sure. Books. Yeah. You, you're, you want Eowyn to find and dig up this book that somebody is maybe sending demons after? And then she can bring it to, say, the other professors, and they can keep it in a safe place? That way, you know, it's not just buried in a field somewhere where anyone can find it. Who's digging in a field, randomly? Farmers? I didn't bury it in a farm field. Who knows? It could be a farm in... I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go back and explore it. So you keep traveling. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you keep going on your way until you once again find a, a good place to bed down for the night. Uh, you un unyoke the oxen, uh, set them to a tether along with daybreak, and you roll out your bedrolls. And I'm going to take first watch this time. <laughs> You're going to appoint a watch? That's probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh, you uh, appoint a watch. Uh, throughout the evening, uh, no sign of any large birds. Nary a rustle about uh, just the sounds of you know the wind rustling through the trees. That's it. No poof on the wind. No, no whoosh or poof, or pop. You guys are uh, not near any rice krispies, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, you wake up in the morning. Everything's fine. You guys are all good. All your stuff is still there. It's the first thing you check when you get up. You all get up and you're like, ah, where is it? And it's all there where it's supposed to be. Uh, and you you. Get back on the road. Like I thought, someone opened the portal somewhere. 
just back there. We're fine. All of your... There's distance between us and it. Sure! All of your things are covered in like a thick coat of dew. It was a very uh, humid I thought evening. you said a thick coat of dew, but that was not. <laughs> no, uh, dew. D-E-W. Dude. Dew. Uh, We've been frats land. <laughs> Damn frats coming out of the woods. Anything that anything of yours that was like exposed overnight is is heavy and damp at this point. Uh, so you pack up camp, you set out again on the road. The sun just sort of starts to peek its head out uh, around noon or so. Uh, so things you you're wearing and all of your stuff sort of slowly starts to dry. You maybe take the cover down off of the wagon so you can lay things out easily to have everything dry. Hey Cassian, would you would you regale us all with that lovely horse puncher song again? <laughs> Uh, I've actually got a new song I'm working on. What? You, uh, I'd love to hear. Do you, do you want us to listen or do you want us to join in? I want you to sing along, actually. Oh! <laughs> uh, well, I'll teach you. you the chorus. I'll okay, teach okay. you the chorus. It's called The Underwear Bandits. Oh. I wrote. It's a song I wrote about some of our enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember these people. So the chorus goes like this. The underwear bandits, they're hiding in the trees. They'd like to spring an ambush, but they're scared someone will see. The underwear bandits, they're not the brightest thieves. They tried to steal a fortune, but they lost their dignity. Beautiful. In the woods outside of Stone's Throw lives a gang of sunburnt thieves. For weapons, they have sticks and stones. For clothes, they just have leaves. They, they once were fearsome rubbers, but those days are at an end. They lost their clothes when they lost a fight to Von Demos and his friends. Hey! Ho! The underwear bandits, they're hiding in the trees. They'd like to spring an ambush, but they're scared someone will see. The underwear bandits, they're not the brightest thieves. They tried to steal a fortune, but they lost their dignity. Hey! There's more, but that's enough. That's beautiful. <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> Do you play an instrument, you love? Oh, um, yes. <laughs> I don't know if you should play an instrument. She is so mysterious. She really is. I, uh, I just get this feeling like you're not telling us the whole truth. I don't know what it is. Maybe she's just cultivating an aura of mystique. I, that's something I know a lot about. I've never learned how to do that spell. Aura of mystique? Yeah, I, I don't know. Check, check one of these books. Okay. <laughs> I'll read and drive. That's good. Okay. So it's about this time um, that you see the, the trees that have sort of been hugging the road uh, that you've been used to for the past several days now uh, have started to sort of thin out. Uh, you're beginning to see plowed fields here and there, small buildings on the sides of the road. Uh, and you, you realize that you're approaching the city. You're approaching the outskirts of Bastafier. Pretty soon, you're there. Where Stone's Throw was a town, Bastafier is a city. Uh, it's far more populous. It is far more sprawling. You guys all ride in through the eastern gate, uh, right through the legs of a large statue of what looks like Nikal, the goddess of strength, into a district known as the Forge. Smoke rises from numerous chimneys as the sound of hammers striking anvils and the smell of metal both permeate the air around you. Well, let's look for a place we can uh, go in for the night. Seek out some lodging. There are uh, a lot of options for lodging. Um, you guys don't really know the city too well. Is there anyone around that we can ask? Oh, there, there are throngs of people. Okay, um, I approach one of them and say, excuse me, do you know of a good place to stay here in the city? Uh, so he's sort of a... A gruff-looking man, probably in his late 30s, early 40s, uh, wearing, like, a big leather apron. Clearly works in a forge somewhere. What, what's that? You, well, there's, uh, 
There's the Douse Blade, there's Elmwitz Rest, there's the Ceasefire. What, uh, I guess how much you're looking to spend is a real question. That is a good question. We have not talked about finances yet. <laughs> uh, we're relatively flush. I, I prefer to, to uh, bed down in comfort if it's all the same to the rest of it. All right, well, then you keep heading down this road. You want to take a ride at the big square. Ceasefire's just, uh, just two rows down. I was hoping it would be the ceasefire. It sounded the most welcoming. <laughs> All right, uh, all right. Let's yeah. head on to the ceasefire then. Yeah. Thank you very much, sir. I'm uh, I'm just like looking around. Do there seem to be a lot of uh, soldier types here? Is it like a? Uh, you don't particularly see vibe? soldiers. It's it's not really a military vibe you'd be getting from this this part of the city. It's um it looks like a lot of tradesmen, people who are making various wares. Not necessarily weapons, though. There are people who are making weapons and armor. Um, also, a lot of people just making you know normal everyday instruments that you would need that are made of metal. Uh, shovels, cups. Uh, some people are doing finer work. They're doing uh, like cutlery and things like that. Do we um, see anybody with the black armor on or anything? Uh, roll perception. Fourteen. Looking around, you do not see anybody with the black armor with the yellow insignia on it. No. Okay. Uh, we follow the guy's directions to the ceasefire. Okay. Wait, before we go, oh, yes. I just I shake his hand and then kiss him on the cheek as a thank you. This is uh oh thank you. <laughs> <laughs> You keep going. Uh, the It's kind of slow going at this point. There's so many people around that it's kind of hard to get through the streets with a wagon, uh, especially with another horse in tow. Uh, so it it's, takes you about an hour or two to get there, but you do finally make it through. You get to the large square. Uh, you take that right turn and go a couple of streets down, and there in front of you is the ceasefire. It's a very, very posh-looking building, kind of surprising for the area that it's in. But they've got, a, uh, they've got stables on hand, so you can sort of stow the animals there. And, uh, and yeah, you guys can, can go enjoy a nice evening, not sleeping under the stars, not sleeping on the ground. When you say uh, the area that it's in, it's, it's still the sort of like industrial, whatever, uh, craftsman area, or is it run down and seedy? Oh, no, no, no. It's still the industrial area. Okay. This is like there are forges left and right. Uh, well, I uh, dismount Daybreak, um, and I look around for a stable hand. Someone comes, uh, comes rushing out of the inn itself and says, uh, oh, oh, do we, have, do we have guests for this evening? I say, you do indeed, my good sir. I first require lodgings for my horse. I want to make sure that uh, Daybreak is kept in comfort as befits his nobility. You can see he's a fine steed. He says, oh yes, nothing but the finest, clearly. Uh, nobility, you say, are you a, are you a nobleman? Well, <laughs> I don't like to go bandying it around every which way, but uh, yes indeed. Oh, well, then uh, absolutely, of course, nothing but the finest. Uh, are these uh, folk in the wagon with you? They're my traveling companions, yes. I would, I would expect you to take as good care of them as though they were me myself. Uh, yes, absolutely, of course. This uh, will give the wagon a good wash. Fantastic. Uh, and he has, he like clicks for some stable hands to come forward. He, he snaps at them. Uh, and they come forward and, you know, they take Daybreak's bridle. They lead him away. They sort of get, uh, they allow you to take your, the things that you'll need out of the wagon uh, and lead the wagon and Beatrice and Claude over to a trough to, uh, to get water uh, while you guys can go inside and get some rooms. We head in. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sounded like you were going to do something. <laughs> Are there different the types of people in here? Like, like, is it, or is it all the kind of same crowd? The, it, it is different than the people you see outside. Um, these these are uh, not necessarily the upper crust, but they're a lot cleaner in general than the people you see outside. Like, they don't look like they do hard work with their hands every day. Oh, lovely to be back in this uh, 
ring of society. This will be fun. Tina, well, yeah, I think we're finally niggling with. Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) We look nothing alike. (laughs) I've had a long day of writing. Um, I go to the desk clerk mm-hmm. and uh, inquire about lodgings. Yeah. Uh, yes, absolutely. We can. How many? How many rooms do you need? Two. Or do we all want our own room? Or, or I, th- I think we're all good. I don't need my own room. I'm fine bunking with someone. I say two rooms would be lovely. Oh uh, yes, we can. We can absolutely do that for you. That's no problem at all. Yeah, that will be. Uh, will be eight silver pieces per day per room. Okay. Um, I. I counted, I say, I, th- I say, I think we'll pay day by day. I'm not sure how long we'll need to be in town. So I uh, count out the silver. I say, I got this one, guys. I count out the silver for all. It's, it's party fun. We all have this one. How we decided it would Okay, cool. Then <laughs> <laughs> it's a team effort. <laughs> uh, so you pay him. He leads you upstairs to your rooms. Uh, and you are, you've got rooms for the night. Uh, rooms come with a meal. Got a nice continental spread for the morning. With bagels? What? With bagels? Yeah, of course. It's continental. <laughs> so what do you guys want to do? a waffle maker? No, there's a waffle summoner. I'm going to go... <laughs> waffle summoner. Uh, after we have settled and let everybody know, I'm going to go check in at the local temple and see who, who, you know, who's representing here. Okay. We'll just take district and check in. Okay, um, I say, uh, uh, Valera, I don't know if we actually... Um, it's Ildov, thank you. Ildov, excuse Wait, me. Wait, actually, don't call me that in public. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then. <laughs> then it was on purpose. <laughs> Valera, I don't know that we discussed this with you, but uh, our errand here in Bastifier is to rendezvous with uh, an organization called the Tempered Steel. They're a mercenary outfit in town. Now, Yorfik wants to commune with his god and his co-religionists. I could, use a, I could use a night of relaxation after the trail, I say. Maybe we plan to make our appointment in the morning. For tonight, we just uh, see, see what the town has to offer. I love that idea, Cassian. Try to keep it inside the inn this time. We'd not let Devin go find you again. <laughs> no promises. Cool, sounds good. Especially because I'm rooming with you, it's going to be very weird. Um, so I guess after, as Yarfik is taking off, I'm going to go up, and you know, after I get settled in the rooms, I'm going to mm-hmm. go up to to the, the clerk again, and I'm going to say, uh, this is my first time in your fine city. What, uh, what sorts of entertainments are there to be had? Uh, well, what are you looking for? <laughs> I say, oh, you know, something refined is, uh, fits a gentleman of my stature. Oh, well, you'll probably want to go uh, up to the Barter. That's the northern district. Barter, uh, you say? The Barter, yes. It's uh, more, uh, I mean, well, to be frank about it, more moneyed types up there. Uh, so there are greater ranges of entertainment for uh, whatever your predilections may be. If you, uh, if you were, had some spare coin in your pocket and you were looking to entertain yourself in the Barter, where would you be? Uh, well, I, I guess I'd probably go to the Bright Knight. There's a fair amount of gambling that goes on there of a friendly nature. I could, I could do with a wager. What say you, companions? Are, are the gamblers handsome? <laughs> uh, to each their own, I suppose. <laughs> All right, I'm in. <laughs> I could go to the temple tomorrow. That might be fun. <laughs> I'm sure Achia will understand. <laughs> I'll check in with her tonight. <laughs> While you're in your room. I say, outstanding! Then uh, let's, let's away to the barter. So you guys all stow your things, you set off on foot to the barter. Uh, 
you, the barter is the northern district in town. So the town is essentially a large circle. There are uh, four outer districts and then one central district. Uh, you entered through the forge. The barter is the northern one. Um, and the barter is home to essentially all sale and trade of any kind in the city. Um, all of the goods and things that are made in the three lower districts are all brought up to that district, and that's where they're either shipped out from or where they're sold. Um, before we leave, also, I want to ask the clerk out there. Um, I know this, is, this establishment maybe not as much, but have there been any weird bar fights around here where people have gone missing afterwards or anything? <laughs> Perhaps in, in lieu of an outhouse? Or... Says, um, not that I'm aware of, but I don't, uh, I don't frequent those kinds of establishments, oh, if you know what I mean. I just know there have been any rumors around town of people going missing. Uh, not that I've heard of, but it is a rather large town. It's very, very true. Thank you very much. I say, in the loo of an outhouse. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> British humor, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So. <laughs> the clerk says, what's British? Uh, it's a country, faraway country from across the sea where I'm from. Don't worry about it. You're from British? I'm, yes, I'm from Britishland. It's a, it's a lovely country. Excellent food. Beautiful weather. <laughs> Mostly land. I'll have to visit it at some point with you. I'd, I'd love that. <laughs> so you travel on up to uh, the Bright Night. The line between the two districts is almost like it was drawn on the ground. It's so stark. The Bright Night is, is, is really in the heart of the barter. Uh, so you make it all the way up in there. The, the people you see milling about here are very, cut from a very different cloth than the ones you were seeing in the forge. Um, it, this is more like the people you saw inside the ceasefire. A lot of stuffy, aristocratic people, people that are very well dressed, some people making it rain, showing off their coin um, as you get up to the bright night. Uh, and Any the, dwarves or anything else I've noticed? Uh, yeah, there are people of various races. You see humans, Any dwarves. Any that I recognize or anything? Roll, uh, roll perception. A ten. There are some that you're like, mm, I know that one. I know it. It's like right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> mm, God, it's going to drive me crazy. I'm going to remember it at some point, and I'm going to blurt it out in the middle of conversation, and it's going to be a complete non sequitur. Uh, but no, you don't. You can't place them Crag right store. there. Damn it. Exactly. Uh, Do they any notice me or notice my? Uh, not that you can tell, but uh, but yeah, you see dwarves, there are some gnomes, uh, not a lot of elves, but some, mostly humans. Uh, <laughs> do you have a question? Any Roll perception. <laughs> Any of your bandmates? Seven. Seven? You don't see any. Um, so uh, we look around for the bright night. Yes, uh, and it does not take long to find it, um, as it is not just a clever name. There are so many lit torches and lamps outside this place that you're pretty sure you could see it from space. It is very, very bright, so it's it's very easy to find. Uh, you, get, you go in, uh, and it is... Uh, hopping inside. There's a, a bard up on stage who's plucking out a tune on his mandolin, got the the entire joint a-jumping. Um, there are a lot of people playing various games, some card games, uh, some that look like a form of chess. Um, some people are just off in a corner arm wrestling. Say, hello. I bet we could make some coin. Yes, we could. What do you say? Contests of strength? Oh. Use your tambourine arm. You'll, you'll beat them every time. All right. We head over to the arm wrestling area. Okay. Uh, so you go over to the arm wrestling area. There are two uh, 
Two fancy-looking lads uh, who are currently embroiled in the arm wrestling match. Uh, these two, they look like they, they got their musculature from, like, playing polo as children. Um, <laughs> they're in very good shape, but it doesn't look like it was earned necessarily so much as, like, bought, almost. And they are, they are having a friendly match uh, for, you know, they'd only bet five gold on it themselves. And uh, they finish the match just as, as you guys all walk oh, over. I'm actually, as we're approaching them, I'm sort of uh, kind of like weaving around and coming from a different angle so that it's not obvious to them that I'm with Olash. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll and, walk up with Olash. And, uh, and I, I go up to one of them and I clap him on the shoulder and I say, whichever one won the last match. Now, I've been scanning this whole, this whole establishment for a gentleman of noble bearing and obvious physique such as yourself. Not for sex. Uh, I think... <laughs> I, this, uh, this brutish and ill-mannered, uh, traveler here has been challenging all and sundry to arm wrestling matches, and I'll wager you're the man to take him down and show him what true noble bearing means. Show her. Are you betting over there, sir, on this, on this wonderful traveler here that can beat that person? I say, why, yes, I think my fine friend here, and I kind of grab him by the shoulders and just shake him really hard, I think my fine friend here can, can take her. I don't believe that's a thing. I think she can take him in ten seconds. Um, I then sort of float up in kind of a mysterious way. <laughs> are you are you literally floating? No, but just you know, it's it's kind of like a glide. Um, okay. <laughs> it's mysterious. It's yes. mysterious, Sam. Um, and and I just kind of hold out my hand and I say, twenty gold pieces on the orc. I say, uh, well, friend, uh, this uh, very attractive stranger seems to think that uh, this, this orc is your match. What do you say? And I'm going to subtly cast a minor illusion to make Olash's arms look smaller. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm also going to pull that kid aside for a second and just whisper into his ear, I'll reward you handsomely if you lose. <laughs> Wait, what? Why are we betting against you now? I was trying to set, up, set him up so he would bet against you and we could win something. Bet against... Oh, I see what I you're Because I think Olash is going to win. Yeah, Olash is obviously going to win. Yeah, I'm trying to make I've him lose. I've been saying this the whole time. Olash doesn't you're know. Oh, so you're going to try to... I'm trying, I'm trying to coerce him <laughs> into losing on purpose. Okay. I'm rigging the match, Cassian. But who am I going to bet against? Are we just betting with ourselves, too? Yeah, I guess so. I just want to arm wrestle somebody. <laughs> so, wait, wait, wait. Weren't there two Ladies kids? Weren't there two kids? They're not like yeah, children. Yeah. Right. <laughs> They're like right. late 20s strapping young lads. Well, should we ask the okay. guy who actually wants to do this? Yeah, I, I say, guess. you want to wrestle, right? Uh, and he says, uh, yes, I would like to. Um, I'm... I'm a little confused. It, it seems like you all know each other. <laughs> I say, no! I say, absolutely not. And you clearly want me to arm wrestle her, and you also want me to arm wrestle her, but you want me to lose, and then you... I say, shh. <laughs> and I put my finger on his lips. <laughs> Like and then I kiss him on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, meanwhile, his friend is sitting across the table, just sort of fuming that like you guys didn't choose him. And he just stands up and he goes, "Well, I'll do it." Perfect. I say, "Well, you, uh, you know what? Just to make it sporting, I'll uh, I'll wager ten gold on the half orc then." 
Do you take my bet <laughs> on yourself? <laughs> he like chicken. <laughs> he like cl- uh, claps his hands onto each of his biceps and says, "Yeah, I'll take it. Let's go." Ladies and gentlemen, we have a wager going on here. <laughs> this strapping young lad and this strapping young lass are going to arm wrestle tonight. I'll be taking bets over here on who you feel could win. And I'm gonna just strum out a really dramatic riff on my mandolin, like. Um, you get some like boos and hisses because the other bard is still playing, and they're like they're they're really into what he's bringing to the table. So is also like a little concerned about why her arms seem smaller. Roll, roll, Constitution. Trust me. Eight. You're just not able to get your voice loud enough. You're like you're like hoarse from traveling, um, so your voice doesn't really carry very far over the din that's in here already. So it seems like the only bets you guys are getting are the bets from like the people at the table. Boy, if only Yafik had some way to make his voice, I don't know, I know. louder. <laughs> Let me try this again. I'm a turkey. Ominous voice <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, in this corner, a strapping young lad who is looking to try to best this lass over here. It's the arm wrestling of the century, and you've got to get in on this action. I'm taking bets over here. Who do you think's gonna do it? The half orc or the strapping young human? You get some heads that turn. So a woman looks at you and says, Well, what are the odds? Well, right now, they're pretty even, but I give. The half-orc, myself, I'll be betting on two to one odds. And I, uh, I make a minor illusion of like a random voice somewhere in the crowd saying, well, I'll, I'll double those odds. Four to one against in favor of the human. Take it. I'll take that bet. Sorry, that just sounded so much like dying Kermit the Frog. <laughs> uh, great, so some, you get some people coming up there. Uh, you know, they're, they're interested. You get like five or six bites on that. You guys ready to go? Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Do it? <laughs> so the uh, the confused gentleman that you kissed on the cheek gets up from the table and vacates a spot, pulls the chair out, allows you to, to take a seat. We'll just it's just gonna be a, an opposed strength check. We'll do we'll do a best two out of three. Okay. Okay. Do I get proficiency by any chance? You do get your proficiency. Okay. So that's fifteen. Uh, Twenty-five and another fifteen. Okay, so the uh, first match, you guys, you, you grip each other's palms, uh, and you each, like, grab an end of the table, and it's a tough fight. You go back and forth and back and forth, but in the end, he gets your hand down Ooh. on the first match. You get a couple more bites come up, a couple more people come up, and they're like, are you still taking bets? Yeah, of course, of course. A little more money goes out in the favor of the guy. Second match, you smoke him. It's like they like Cassian's got his hands on you guys. He says go and just instantly bam down on the table. Third match, it could go either way at first. You guys are really battling back and forth, like to the point where sweat is forming on both of your brows. Uh, your hands are even getting sweaty from from how, like how hard you're gripping. I mean, my voice is still in because I get this for uh, about ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it's a, it's a minute itself, so, um, so I'm gonna cast Thoughts Virginia again and yell in this guy's ear. <laughs> maybe not, maybe, maybe. Now you can do it if you want to. Uh, I'm gonna whisper really ominously. Do you think you can win? Is this something you really want to do? Roll intimidation. 20 not natural. He uh, hears what you have to say. 
Uh, and as you are sort of fighting back and forth, he has you almost down to the table. But then it starts to lift and just keeps going. And you can see him fighting, but then every so often you just see his eyes just glance at Yarfik. <laughs> as it just goes farther and farther and the needle goes farther and farther until he's like twisting his wrist, trying to keep his hand off the table, but you just one more push, you just slam it down. Ah! Um, and, and you've won. You win. You win the arm wrestling competition. Yeah! You're, the, you're the best arm wrestler ever. Um, How much do we win? How many people took our bet? Uh, you got about seven bites on the betting. Uh, you opened it at five. Uh, three of the bets were five gold. Uh, two of them were ten. Uh, you bet 20, correct? Yeah, so uh, th- uh, three of them were 20 gold. Um, and then were you still going to pay him to lose? <laughs> he didn't even fight. <laughs> that was the other guy that yeah, fought. That that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Um, but yeah, so whatever that math works out to. Uh, but I am holding hands with that guy. Oh, you're still... Okay. <laughs> so we got 85 gold all together? 85 gold altogether. Okay, yeah. So, um, and those were all people who bet on the dude to win, mm-hmm. and he lost. Um, so that goes to the only person who bet on Olash to win, which was you, Cassian. Sweet. So you take the pot. <laughs> all right, which is how much now? 85 gold. 85 gold. Sweet. It's um, going right in the coffers. Yes, right in the coffers. Um, Olash, Olash, Olash. The, uh, the person that you just arm wrestled uh, sort of gets up and he's like, twisting his arm in, in his shoulder socket like, ooh, that was a good match. Puts out his hand to shake yours and says, hi, my name's Tristan. I'm Olash, and I give him a hug. <laughs> <laughs> and he, um, he like, does not know how to react to that. Uh, so he sort of just, like, freezes deer in headlight style and waits for you to finish hugging him. How long do you hug him for? Just, like, a couple seconds. Okay, so it's, like, just a short hug. This is an Olash hello hug. Yes. Gotcha, okay. Like, I can tell he's not that into it. <laughs> I mean, it's not that he's not into it. He just is surprised. Okay. But he accepts it, and then you let go, and he's like, um, thank you, you've uh, got, you've got quite an arm. It was, um, it was a good match. Uh, do me a favor, and um, your, your dwarf friend over there, just don't tell him my name. <laughs> I say nonsense, Tristan. We, you, we're new to the city. Let, let us buy you a drink and you can tell us about it. And I, I clap on the show. Ajia thanks you for a great match. Good, good on you. But she was better. He just nods his head yep. and then turns away. Uh, back to Cassian and says, uh, uh, Yeah, I'll, I'll take a drink. Great. Uh, we find a table and, uh, and I, I just kind of want to like... Find out, find a little bit about the town, and you know, kind of just schmooze with this dude a little bit. Sure, sure. He gives up, uh, you know, a fair bit of information, cursory stuff. Uh, there, uh, the other districts in town. So you guys have came into the forge. That's where you're staying. You're in the barter right now. Uh, there's uh, two more districts on the outskirts. One is called the Sawtooth. Uh, that's uh, all about like woodworking um, and processing wood. Um, and then the southern district is called the Growth. Uh, that's where all the agriculture is in town. The central district is called the Authority. Uh, that is where all of the governments and clergy are housed in town. Um, it's also where the richest upon richest of people live. 
the, the richest, so even richer than in the barter is the authority. Yeah, you kind of get the feeling that most people don't live in the barter. It is like a place of business and, and where people go to have fun, but it's not really like where lodging is found. I say, have you lived your whole life in the Bastafir, Tristan? Uh, yeah, born and raised. Lovely town. Came up in the Sawtooth. Is that right? Yeah. You must have done well for yourself. Well, my father's a woodworker. I've known my way around a lathe. It's a useful skill. Always good to have a trade. I myself am an entertainer and sometime traveling hero. Cassian Bunkley was. I give him a business card. No. Oh, <laughs> you know, Tundra. Do you go through your litany of things? Or, huh? Do you go through your litany of things? Or? Uh, you know, the card speaks for itself at this point. I'm trying to keep the flow of the conversation going. <laughs> uh, he looks at it. He's, he's like, oh, this is, uh, yeah, this is impressive. It's a, nice, uh, it's a nice card. It's good stuff. I say, that's right. Expert tunneler. What, uh, what brings you guys to town? Well, uh, we have a rendezvous, actually, with some, uh, some folks, some people who may have work for us, as it happens. Oh, okay. That's, uh, cryptic. Oh, yeah, that wasn't my intention. We're, we're uh, here to meet with uh, some representatives of the, uh, the Tempered Steel. Oh, okay. Good, uh, good for you. Is it? I, you appear to know of their reputation. I mean, what's, uh... What can you tell me about them? Uh, they're just, uh, they're, they're, they're pretty intense. Pretty intense. We're pretty intense. <laughs> <laughs> Can't you see that fierce intensity? <laughs> <laughs> no, I get it, I get it. Uh, oh, hey, you know what? Have, have fun. What do you mean intense? Like, how intense? Uh, well, they're like, really into strength and power, uh, and... You know, like, I don't know, they always struck me like it was more of an army than like, uh, I don't know, than like an altruistic organization. Hmm. I say, so that's, but that's, uh, that's not really your bag. You're more a man of skill. You know how to work the wood. Yeah, I mean, that's not how I'd say it, but... That's what you're saying. So I'm saying. I'm a woodworker. Are you both woodworkers? <laughs> I'm still holding the other guy's hand. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Roll is the other, the other... Tom Roll? Gen- Tom Roll. Tom Roll. Um, and he says, oh, uh, well, no, I'm, I'm not a woodworker. My father is rich, so I never had to find a trade. Squeeze his hand a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, you know more than we do. Obviously, uh, the Tempered Seal, they're an army itself, or you're saying they're more militaristic, but what, what's their role in the city? Well, I mean, they don't, they don't like, have a, a purpose here, I guess. I mean, they're not, like, like we have our own gods, and everything like that. I um, I don't I don't rightly know what they do, other than like sometimes they'll walk around being more important than other people. So like most rich people. Pretty much. Uh, also, just out of curiosity, I mean, you, you yourself are involved in arm wrestling here. Has there been any uh, disappearances of people after bar fights that you've heard about, or in, in anywhere in the town? Um, I mean, not that I know of, but you know, it's a big town. It's true. I just. Didn't know if you knew of anyone that had gone missing lately that uh, people were looking for. Any bald creeps in wizard robes skulking around the outhouses? Um, Perhaps a drow running around in a black uh, cape? What what it, What kind of entertainment were you looking for this evening? <laughs> <laughs> it's not as much entertainment as just a, a side quest that we're looking into. I say, although let's not rule anything out. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. I just wonder, or if anyone had showed up unexpectedly after being gone for a long time. Uh... No? I... What is he talking about? We, uh... We recently busted up, uh... Well, 
In simplest terms, an underground slave fighting arena run by mind control wizards. And, uh. Like you do! I say, well, you know, that's, uh, that's just what happens in the traveling hero business. One day you're just, you know, fighting goblins or kobolds in an underground mine. The next day you might be, you know, breaking up a slave fighting ring. Another day you might be hitting a ghost with an axe. You never know. Don't forget, you could also end up being the legal counsel for a kobold. <laughs> yes, you can indeed. Did I mention it's Cassian Pundimo's Esquire, by the way? <laughs> He's like looking back and forth at this point. It's like, I, I don't even know what to believe anymore. That's what I say quite often, and then I think of Aegea's light... I'm, I'm taking back a hold. Um, it was Tomrel, right? The yes, other one? that's the one whose hand you're holding. Yes. <laughs> I said, why don't the two of you uh, come back to our inn with us? We can tell you some stories, you know, relax. Cassie, I don't know if I thought you said you weren't looking for sex. <laughs> I wasn't there. Uh, I never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I can multitask. <laughs> well, uh... Can you at least, like, wait till I leave the room? Were you going to leave? <laughs> no, I wasn't planning. Oh, oh, our room. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes, I was going to put a tie on the door. Perfect. Perfect. Well, uh, Tomrel is more than willing to travel. <laughs> uh, Tristan. Mm, I kind of like. Roll persuasion. <laughs> With advantage. Uh, no. That is uh, 23. 23. <laughs> Kelsey is very persuasive. Tristan, uh, you know, I don't normally do this. And I feel like it... It's not a normal day. You know, it's... Met a big shot hero. It's been a weird day. I, uh, yeah, I'll take a walk. All right. Let's go. Do you guys finish up your drinks? Yeah, yeah. You stumble out of the bright night into the, the cold night air of the barter uh, and make your way back down into the forge over to the ceasefire. What now? Just let the evening play itself out. <laughs> no need to narrate. <laughs> uh, the evening plays itself out. Uh, Yarvik, I'm assuming you sleep on the couch. Wherever there's an open place to sleep. I'm <laughs> so you, you curl up in front of the fireplace. <laughs> no, no, I'm a penitent man. I, I fall asleep standing up. Well, if you're a penitent man, you fall asleep on your knees. Yes, near the fire. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, uh, the night happens. You all have a lovely evening. Uh, I just want to clarify that Tom Rowe and I just stayed up talking. Oh, of course. <laughs> and really getting to know one another. Yes. A lot of meaningful conversation. Lots of meaningful conversation. <laughs> uh, which is great. Uh, you wake up in the morning, sort of shake off the evening, go down, enjoy your continental breakfast, and gather yourselves and gather your things. Uh, so that you can set out on this errand you have of going to meet with the Tempered Steel. Yes, uh, I got I, I reread the letter because I don't remember exactly how they said to get in contact with them. You were told to meet them at 12 Simlock Lane in Bastafier. Their doors would be open. Okay. That is what they said. So we get directions from the innkeep on how to get there? Yeah. yeah you can get directions from the innkeep. And, did uh, you have a nice evening? I did indeed. Did you? No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, next next time you next room next one you get the room. I clap up on the shoulder. No hard feelings. None <laughs> at all. Good man. <laughs> and with that, we'll end this episode. Slow clap. Love it. Thank you guys.
thank you for listening. You can follow us on all the things at IWVTCast, and you can check out the other great podcasts from Puma Knife at TeamPumaKnife.com. This live experiment went well, so be on the lookout, because we're going to try to do more live episodes. Keep an eye on our Facebook and Twitter for announcements. There's something you can do for us in the meantime, and it's well within your power. You can write us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or your listening platform of choice. It increases our visibility, which increases our fan base, which increases the chances you'll have more people to chat about our latest episode with around the old water cooler at work. Working hard or hardly working, classic work comedy. You can also go to patreon.com slash IWVTCast and donate to the show. You'll get cool rewards and you'll help us make the show better for you. You win twice. The Improvised Weapons theme is by Adam Rabin. You can check out all of his work at imadeitup.com. Tune in next time as the party heads to their rendezvous with the Tempered Steel in our second live episode. We'll see you on the next episode of Improvised Weapons. This has been a Puma Knife production.